0: Welcome here to our fifth oh, podcast. So it is called the Bonus Podcast. We announced that last week. So this is our second podcast with a new name. Um, we are an unexpectedly good thing, like a bonus. After a Christmas salary, you get your bonus. <laughs> it's a good thing. Unexpected. Expected. I like that. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good motto. It is. <laughs> unexpectedly good
1: thing. You know so that we're weak. being mocked around the office for being the bonus. I know.
0: People thought it was a little bit boring because yes. we had lots of ideas floating around. But True.
2: I like it. So it doesn't. It doesn't box us in. No, we can we do can whatever we want. We can talk about
0: anything. And so we have Ezra here today yes. to talk to us about lots of things. So yes, stay. to
3: add a little bit more bonus,
0: <laughs> <laughs> unexpectedly good. <laughs> things.
3: Unexpectedly good thing. <laughs> That's great. It's so good to be on <laughs> bonus today. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> and I'm also joined by Thalia. Hi, uh, and. Brandy. And Brandy. We are here to share with you our bonus thoughts for this yeah, evening.
3: Excellent. Stop bonus. bonus. Come on. every Finish everything you have to say with bonus. Bonus. <laughs> that would be perfect.
0: <laughs> we can have a little bell like that. That was easy thing for Stables. Yeah. There we go. No kidding. Yeah. So uh-huh. did you know <clears throat> Ezra is here from Africa? Mm. And we wanted to hear a little bit about his story, about how he got here, because we thought people listening may not know. So tell us.
3: Um, this is the abbreviated version, um, born and brought up in Africa, um, became a Christian my second year of high school, uh, prior to my conversion, wanted to be a pilot. Uh, but mm. after salvation, I literally had n- had no idea what I wanted to be, but I loved the church. I loved youth group, spent many, many hours in church, um, on a weekend and so on. Sunday was pretty much spent all day on church property, literally. Oh. Uh, uh, African church up services after, are long, too. Yes, right? African yeah, so. services are long. Yeah. And then after that, we would hang out, do youth. After youth, would still hang out and then go home when it's dark on a Sunday. So that was my life, pretty much. Uh, graduated from high school, went to Bible college, just thinking, you know what? I, I would love to get a little bit of Bible... Under my belt, uh, and then maybe pursue a career on whatever. But I was still not quite clear. This was in
0: Africa? This still? was
3: still in Africa. Yeah. Wasn't clear as to what exactly I was um, wanted to be or do with my life. And so uh, when I was uh, working, you now we would work on campus just to do odd jobs here, maintenance and so on. So I was raking leaves one afternoon. And as I was raking these leaves, uh, I heard someone called me. I was hmm. alone on the field. Someone called me, Ezra. And I looked back and I looked around and I couldn't see anybody. So I carried on raking leaves. And as I was raking leaves, I was just building like castles in there thinking, oh, you know, I'd be this, I'd be that. And I was imagining that I'd be one of the professors who was teaching us in, in class. Hmm. And then the voice called me again. And I looked and there was nobody there. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered um, Samuel and Nathan yeah, mm-hmm. and I said, uh, Lord here I am
1: <laughs> in, in kind of like am supposed to say a this bit of a Yeah, Ezra's eyes and are really the big. Vo- and yeah, <laughs> he tells and then the,
3: the voice, a little bit of a little "I of a this bit because at the time, I was, again, just uh, admiring some of uh, my profs in college and all that. And I mm. knew that God was calling me to vocational ministry. Didn't know how uh, this would come about. This is about 1991. So um, I was in Africa working for a mission organization until 1998. And then in 98 the Lord opened a door for me to go to Scotland and uh, work in a church there, mm. uh, pastoring this uh, con- uh, local um, a small little parish in Scotland. Hmm. And so I I went to Scotland. I didn't have the money to go, uh, but the doors opened. I got a visa. When I got to Scotland, uh, prayed and asked. Uh, when I got to Scotland, um, and the Lord opened doors for me to get uh, resources there. I thought, man, now I'm in Scotland. I'll be able to get, um, uh, I'll be able to get uh, education and things because this is a first world nation. But I was literally in the middle of an inner city environment where you name it, it was hmm. right where we were: prostitutes, drugs, alcohol, gangs, everything. That's where I was supposed to be working. I was got so depressed my first three months, but then I began to love the people, love the area. But then when it came time, uh, so I only had a one-year contract in this church. And so when my time was up, I wanted to come to Canada to further my education because studying in Scotland, in Europe, or in the States was more expensive than coming to study in Canada. Canada was cheaper. So I decided, well, Canada would be a good place to come. Anyway, long and short of it was that um, prayed, 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 applied for a visa, visa denied, not denied, but kept on hold because i didn 't have enough money to take care of my tuition mm. and my room, and i didn 't know they okay didn't think so he'd be a good risk i didn 't think it would be yeah but the, the, the yeah the government the government, didn't, the government yeah. didn't think that would be a good risk anyway, no. so in this inner city area, there was this woman I would visit uh, she was uh, in her mid sixties she was widowed um she didn't, uh, she didn't have much, really. She lived in a small little apartment. So I went to tell her, hey, you know what? My contract is done, I'm going. She would call me her son, I'd call her mom. Mm-hmm. And so I would come, spend time with her, make her laugh and everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I told her that I didn't get a visa. So I guess I was going back to Africa. She said, oh, give me the uh, Canadian High Commission's number in London. So I gave it to her very reluctantly. She called them, and then they called me back and told me that my visa was granted. Hmm. Little did I know that this woman was so wealthy, but when her husband died, when the coroner's office took the body out, she walked out of the body. She could not... Uh, envisioned herself living in this house because he died in the house hmm. and just living there alone without him she could not bear this so she just bought this dingy apartment oh. in this inner city area waiting to die her money go to, goes to dogs or whatever so she was just praying saying lord you know just send a light send something to show wow. me you're there wow. and so I showed up and I went and I visited her, made her laugh and all that stuff so once I got this call from the hmm. Canadian High Commission to say hey Your visa's been issued. This is your sponsor. I went and I talked to her. I said, hey, you know, you don't have anything. Like, how is it that you're my sponsor? Then is when she showed me, she told me the story, and I was like, Mm. no way. So that's how I, that's the long, that's the short version of how I got here. I mean, there's so many details that I have left um, and said, the many um, concerns, questions, tears. God has been amazing, trust Mm me. And it's not because I've been the most religious or the most uh, prayerful person. God was just faithful hmm.
0: yeah. to the call that He put yeah. on your life. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So
3: that's pretty much a very abbreviated version of uh, my story, well, and v-
2: very much like I've heard some of your story and yeah. all the details and all the little. Very much also a story of the obedience of Christ followers, mm-hmm. listening to the uh, like the call because mm-hmm. you're a lot of times you have these people entering your story over and over and over again yes. that you don't know from mm-hmm. a guy at a conference, exactly. a guy at a, like, just mm-hmm. people that are being obedient to mm-hmm. the ridiculous mysteries of God, calling yeah. them to yeah. talk to someone they don't know, and yeah. you're going to give money to this person because yeah. that's my will for... Yeah. It's just... A and f- you, you have a obedient, phenomenal story for mm. that. You
0: being obedient to minister to a lady who was in her 60s that you mm-hmm. didn't know had these resources, yep. too. Right? Yeah, I had no idea that totally. she was so wealthy, but yeah. the
3: Lord made it... The Lord brings people your path, people whom you look at and you'd think otherwise, but you'd never know why they're there.
1: Yeah. You might what need them. going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So yeah.
3: phenomenal story, but I uh, thank God that definitely he landed me to Canada and obviously... The way he brought me to Northview—that's another whole story. Mm. That if you invited my wife over <laughs> for dinner with you and your family, you might get to hear this story. Just saying. But just we'll make you back here. tonight. Yeah. So yeah. if you, know, you, you last for the next twenty-five <laughs> minutes. Do you have absolutely.
2: any menu item recommendations for those dinner invites? Oh no, like
3: uh, we eat pretty much anything. Oh, okay, no, no, <laughs> anything. So I'm not, so I'm not chucky like Jeff. No. <laughs>
1: Ooh!
3: Oh. I eat anything. I'm not like some people I know, just
0: putting it out there. We won't end,
1: end <laughs> any more names going anyways. On. No.
0: anyways, there. So we brought you in today because we want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And because you are a pastor that oversees kind of the prayer and discipleship, a lot of the spiritual disciplines of people. We thought mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about that a little bit. Sure. But I thought, first of all, to start off this kind of conversation, just personal history with New Year's resolutions. What kind of things have you resolved in the past? Have you been successful with them? Have there been any big ceremonies that you've had in doing (laughs) New Year's resolutions? What can you tell me about New Year's resolutions? Your experiences. Thalia, do you have something to share?
1: So New Year's for me is September, not January. Okay. Because January feels like the middle of the year because my kids are still in school. So the New Year starts in September. So yes, September, I always start with, okay, I have to remember people's birthdays this year and I have to exercise and (laughs) eat well and okay, I'm going to try this this year and I'm going to study that and... Yes, everything in September. So So has that always been the case? Or did you Yeah, January just works? feels like a continuation of what we're doing already. But it's kinda of fun to talk about it anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Kind of the traditional time to yeah. talk about it.
2: But yeah.
0: yeah. And Brandy?
2: Yeah, I'm probably not a good person on these because I'm not a goal-driven person, Hmm. which a lot of people find. Like, it's like that has an immediate, like... What? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I had something where... um, meeting with my personal trainer at the very beginning of our meeting together, and it's like, okay, what goals do you want to meet? Like, what goals do you have for this one? I don't have any goals. <laughs> I, I I'm not a goal-driven person. It's like this, like, confused look on her face of like, what? <laughs> like, who doesn't have goals? I'm like, yeah, no, those don't drive me. Like, if I put a list down, that doesn't drive me of like, these are, are the things like I want to accomplish. No. Yeah, yeah. So it's more so the uh, – I guess it's more so the feeling of, like, I want to see bigger things, I guess. I want to grow and grow closer in my relationship with God. So that it's very, like, however that looks. Like, I don't want to put, you know, places that I'm going to feel failure in. I'm a big, like, no expectations, no disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> no expectations, oh, oh, oh. no disappointments. Boom. There it is. Set the goal. bar low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally <laughs> set the bar low. Yes. Uh-huh. No but goals. You feel good about yourself Totally, totally. Time. Even in yeah. that, oh, don't you want to, like, try and work towards running a 10K? No. No, <laughs> not at all. No. Nope. Uh, just feel better. <laughs> 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 if I lose a little weight on the side, hey. Perk. <laughs> bonus. <laughs> bonus bonus there you yeah right. i'm not i'm not uh i'm not goal driven i feel like they cause a lot of frustration for people though when you have in general oh, that's been my experience them? with them that other people get really either like kind of annoying with them like it becomes this like i'm like well why are you doing that oh new year's resolution but you know what you have i to have to it. but yeah you know,
3: you, you know what most people do they look at their lives and then they determine These are my strengths, these are my weaknesses. Mm. Nine times out of 10, every resolution people make, they run to their weakness. Yes. So, this is my, yeah, they want to change this. My weakness is my weakness. Yeah. Yeah. But then they do that at the expense of their strength. Right. And so, what I encourage a lot of people to do is know what makes you you is the strengths and then the balance of your weakness. Yeah. So how about you become better in what you're already good at, Hmm. and then there are certain things um, within your weaknesses that may remain weaknesses for the rest of your life. They will never change. Hmm. Hmm. So maybe have a small expectation um, or a small schedule or target or whatever to work on those uh, weaknesses or learn to live with them because they may never change.
0: Right. Some things you just have to. Some discuss, things yeah, will structure never. Structure your life yeah. around, right? Just I'm just not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not or, as
3: organized yeah. as I would want. So yeah.
2: yeah, it's understanding yourself too, right? Exactly. Like, and that's the thing. Like when people do say, "Like you're not goal driven," it's like, "Yeah, but I'm at a point in my life where I know that 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 produces more failure in my life. Making a list produces more failure in my life than success.
3: Because you look at because it. Because and I know you see myself.
0: All, yeah, right? I look at this list and go. Uh, no. So you say what's going to work for me rather right. than Exactly. Trying to fit into a mold that everybody else does. Small bit. Like, I'm going
2: to chew off this much. Like, no, I'm not going to run a 10K. That is not my goal. I'm Mm going to try to go to the gym once a week. (laughs) 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 That's what I can do. (laughs) That's
0: what I tell my daughter every time. If she comes back from a run, that's like just, you know, you have sometimes those runs that are good and sometimes it's just like awful. I say, well, whatever you did is better than sitting on the couch. So it's going to be a better result in the long run. Right, yeah. So in Africa, was the hmm. New Year's resolutions a thing? Oh, big. Is it big? Okay. Oh, huge. Okay. Oh.
3: everybody, everybody at the end of the uh, at the beginning of a new year, uh, they'll always come and say, "Hey, you know, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. What's your resolution?" So okay. it's almost like the second or third question in mm-hmm. any conversation you'll get into with a friend. They'll always ask, So, "What is your resolution this year?" Even in church, the pastors wow. will be they preaching. They'll preach about it. Just say, "You know, what are you determined?" to pursue or Hmm. what do you want God to do in your life uh, this year so big 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 things again I think every new year the uh, new year gives you hope and many people in Africa who are struggling poverty you name it the only thing many of them have is hope Mm -hmm. Hmm. so if you take hope away then you're only left with despair so a resolution almost kind of is a new it's a new chapter, it's a fresh page. It yeah. gives more hope. Yeah. And then people yeah. try and try. And some are able to see their resolutions through the year and others mid January, mid February, they're back to Yeah. To yeah. Where they were. They and they'll stay there, there until huge. next January. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. Yeah. there's <laughs> yeah. Oh, no point making another one now. Yeah. might as well wait another ten yeah. months and yeah. Yeah. start it then. Yeah,
2: I probably have the the single the sort of single funny bit Kay. is the is the people and friends that I've had who've made New Year's resolutions to date to date
0: more oh yeah oh this is hilarious as if you can control well, that as part if you of your can life? control that yeah. Do, yeah.
2: like have you ever had people have resolutions that like is in some way like that like how can you control that Yeah. <laughs> like, like those oh, both. i have a new yeah. year's resolution i would like to date more oh okay that's not a new year's resolution that's an everyday resolution <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, well, how do you mm, meet yeah. that and then totally there was one friend i had that yeah she <laughs> she dated <laughs> and it was like this like yes Checking
0: it off. I (laughs) I
2: met my New Year's resolution, at least. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. Good. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. So when you think about New Year's resolutions, kind of for or just doesn't have to be New Year's resolutions, but just kind of what you think as going into the season for our congregation, what would you? be kind of dreaming about them wanting for their lives. Like, so for the youth that you minister to, Brandy, or the women that you minister to, Thalia, or all the people that you work with, if you kind of could kind of help guide them into what focus they would have, what kind of things they'd want to implement in their lives, what would be the things that you'd say, this is what I would like their resolutions to be, or just what their goals or their dreams to be for the the coming year? I like Um, what Ezra
1: said about recognizing that we still have weaknesses. And that, you know, in my case, I use the word muck a lot. And uh, it's true. We have muck. Like, recognize <laughs> that, that. I word. know. I get yeah. <laughs> <also> <laughs> But it's like, a good yeah. word. It is a good word.
0: It, it covers it a lot of
1: things. Yeah. Yes. People like it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I would say recognize that we all have muck. We don't have to hide it, and we don't have to assume that everybody here at Northview doesn't have it. Mm, we no. all have some muck, so look at it, and let's start to work on pieces of it. And with that, I would say... Um, not to make our feelings our master, hmm. but instead to obey God's word. God's word Amen is our that. master. Yeah. Yeah. Amen yeah. Because a lot of women we focus on, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like reading the Bible. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like it. Well, it doesn't really matter what you feel like. Or other on the yeah. opposite side, things you feel like doing that aren't in line with God's right. word, right? So. <laughs> yeah, so, if we, yeah, so if we claim to be Christians, then we yeah. need to obey God's word. Yes. So that would be your dream. That would be my dream. For women yes. to have that resolved. Yeah, because it often yes. starts with obedience and the feelings follow later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Your youth, Brandy.
0: What would you say? Oh,
2: I think my dream, because if you're dreaming. Yeah, dream big. Then it's, yeah, then it's big, right? Yeah. So my dream would be that the youth have an just a, an unquenchable love for God. Mm-hmm. just a, a, a revelation of him and seeing him and his love for them in the truth of the gospel, in the sending of Christ to earth in Christmas, at the cross yeah that the peace that comes from that, the, the gift of the spirit, the, the like that they would interact with their world through the lens, of the fact that they are loved so deeply hmm. by the creator of the universe, that, and wouldn't it be great uh, if they
1: caught that young, as opposed yeah. to waiting till they're much older? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's great. Like mm-hmm. and and from that,
2: like to me, from that love stems a, a desire to know his word more, a desire mm-hmm. to, but without that that heart-stirring passion and love. And like bring you to your knees, understanding of the grace and mercy of God. All else is for naught. Yeah. So that would be well, my it dream. It becomes rigid mm-hmm. and oh, it becomes rules and that tears in the box. Tears and flow and brokenness comes and submission comes and
0: yeah. God just reaches
2: in and grabs
0: their hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's my dream. And however, that acts. Yeah. Cause that'll show differently in every different person, right? Yeah. God will, yeah, as He transforms yep. them, they'll have dreams and visions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It,
2: it just wouldn't be lip service to God. Yeah. You know that, like, oh yeah, I know God loves me, and and oh yeah, I love I love Jesus. Yeah. But that, and that, and that God would really reveal that to them, like really bring them, bring, bring His presence down on them to, just fill them and overwhelm them with his mm-hmm. beauty and with his love. and
0: Yeah. Yep. yeah. What well, for you, Ezra? All the people um, that you meet with and pastor. Mm-hmm.
3: I would say mine is um, if, if, say, you knew that you and your family were going to do a big, big trip over the summer. Let's say you were going to a big family holiday. Hawaii, Australia, wherever mm-hmm. you were going. And that was for sure. Your ticket was booked. Uh, everything was good to go. And you you received that for Christmas. So let's say dad of the family or grandpa decided that's what he's going to do for the family. So mm-hmm. you're all excited, all pumped. You're going. So now, but let's say between now December and June, you have a mm-hmm. nightmare. Mm-hmm. A nightmare of a year yeah. awaiting you. So... It will be deep waters, messy, but you know that you're going to Hawaii or Australia, wherever you're going with a whole family, and it's something you're looking forward to. Mm. Most people then jump into January, February, March, even though it is so difficult, but their eye is always on the holiday that they're going to. Yeah, They're always looking forward. So my question then would be, what is the Christian hope?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The Christian hope is we will go to a place that is far better, mm than the Hawaii's of the world, and the oh, yeah. Australia's and the Fiji's of the world. Yeah. So if we are going to a place, mm-hmm. and that is guaranteed, that mm-hmm. is for sure, that heaven is ours, our eternal mm-hmm. inheritance, life right now stinks for many people. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many struggles, trials, marriage not going very well, children being wayward, financial mm-hmm. pressure, you name it. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. all going through that. Yeah. But how about we engage life now, on this side of eternity, mm-hmm. with our eyes squarely focused, mm-hmm on the eternal holiday that we'll experience with our Savior and Lord. So how do you get there? Mm -hmm. How about we just commit to reading the Bible and learning? What is this hope about? Mm -hmm. What will our eternal home be like? The same way I would be researching Australia or Hawaii or whatever you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. I I would really research the place to death. where I live, where I'll swim, where I'll (laughs) surf and all these things.
0: Because that's part of the fun, too, right? It you you look forward to it. Yeah, Yeah. so
3: how about we research heaven, our eternal home? Yeah, totally. And what will we be doing there? What will it be like? And how glorious will it be? And we get excited about that. And as you get excited about that, all these pressures and difficulties we face on earth today will pale in comparison to the glory that is ours in Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. So let's read our Bibles. Let's pray. Let's develop a relationship with our Lord and uh, keep our eye on the goal. That is my goal. That is that would be my dream.
1: Yeah, like better as one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Exactly. Which is
2: an uncomprehensible thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is, I, I sit sometimes with my friends, often, I'm one of these weird theology people, <laughs> weird Christian people, and like, we, we, you know, you get encouraged to like, hey, to talk Christianly, think Christianly more often, have conversations with your friends, and I'm one of those weird people that's like, no, like, I have to go the opposite way, I sometimes I have too many of those conversations. <laughs> they tell me
0: to stop. It's like,
2: no, <laughs> yeah. seriously, I get theological text messages more than I get like, hey, here's my new shoes, text messages. And so, but like, man, I love doing that. Sitting down with friends, and we're like, just start thinking about, like, do you think we'll be able to do this? Yeah. Like, so, New Earth, like, what's that gonna be like? And how are we mm-hmm. gonna, and like, mm-hmm. you know, we're we gonna have clothes. Or will we have different clothes, or we just have robes? <laughs> or and will they really they... be white? Will they be, what if I don't look good in white? But will, be, what, I look white? But will <laughs> it look good in white because it's a new Heavenly earth? Body, it's yeah. not so superficial. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's just like
3: because... Will I have my hair done?
2: Well, and just like, <laughs> just, the, just the concept of eternity. And I think, like, on mm-hmm. a on a serious note, this is where some people don't think about it so often, is because it's so uncomprehensible to our earthly minds to think about eternity
3: but even the the, it's just so crazy the sad part is this when it comes now to death because we don't want to think about it right then when it comes to death we never talk about death ever right Mm -hmm. because we are so terrified about death yet death is the door that leads to this eternal hope it's like would you be scared of going to vancouver international airport on the day when you're traveling to your holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you will make sure you get it. the, und- <laughs> yeah. you will be yeah. running to it yeah. because you know, that's the gateway to my paradise yeah. holiday. Yeah. So why is it that we don't talk about death as often right? and talk about, talk about death in, in, in light of how the gospel would say, you know, mm. death is gain, yeah, not yeah. loss. Right yeah. is loss if you're found outside of
0: Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more we get to know the God of the scriptures and fall in love uh-huh. with God, it's knowing that he's there. Right? Like, it's oh, yeah. just like, wow, like yeah. that complete presence of God yeah. is going to be there. Yes. Like that is a, And I is think that's that, what makes
3: yeah. that is what will make heaven it. It's like. A young woman or a young man, they get married, what is, and then they bought a new home. What will make that home great? Not because the home is big and it has the big TV and yeah. the big couch or whatever. What makes home home is who will be in, in there room. with mm-hmm. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what makes the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He or she is there with you.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: What makes heaven heaven is not the grandiose, gold, streets of gold and mansions yeah. and all yeah. that. It is who will be there with you.
1: And who do I have in heaven but you, O Lord? Exactly. Except that we as people, we have relationships here that matter. So Mm -hmm. for me, that changed when my brother died 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. My brother mattered to me. I loved him. And so now knowing that he's there, Mm -hmm. heaven is exciting. Mm -hmm. And my grandpa is there. And, yes, yes, I love God, absolutely, absolutely but i also love the people there and i'm looking forward to seeing them again and hanging mm-hmm. out with them and telling them things and you know reconnecting yeah. and yeah. yet a hope for those who don't have christian family
2: mm-hmm.
1: and those who know that some
2: aren't yeah there. yeah that then, that's then very hard. The, then the the loss is that, huge well then the scripture mm-hmm. who do yeah. i have But But you will have Christian family, you you will
1: have a new Christian community, all your church friends and your, well maybe not all, but lots of church (laughs) friends. I
3: would even plug in here and say this, every first Tuesday of the month Mm -hmm. we have, we open our worship center uh, every first Tuesday of every month from 7 in the morning to 7 in the evening and you can drop in and stay as long as your schedule will allow, pray for people within your family. It's yeah. not all lost until they are dead. Yes. When they are dead, then God, the door yeah. is shut. Mm-hmm. But as long as they are still breathing, they are still fair game. And God can still reach. them. God can yeah. still. They yes. s- still redemption for. Yeah.
2: Them. And I did see someone just this past Tuesday that did just come in for lunch break. Mm-hmm. They come in for their you yeah. know their yeah. work lunch break. T- mm-hmm. Took the drive over here to
0: to pray with
1: to, to say team. that prayer. Yeah. Really.
2: Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I, I mean, that that's as simple as it can be. That's like, as simple as it can be. If you think like, oh, Tuesday, I can't, I can't do that in the evening, and I can't do that, maybe just take On lunch? your way home yeah. from work? Yeah. yeah. On huh. your way home from lunch, yeah. you can just
3: 10 minutes, 15 minutes,
0: yeah.
3: or you can come and sit here for three hours. Yeah. And just cry out to our Heavenly Father who opens the eyes of the blind.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and he's, enables the, only them see. Yeah. he's yeah. the only one that can do it. He's the only one who can do
3: it and enables them to see the gospel.
0: So as we wrap up the section what would be um specific spiritual disciplines that you think people should put into practice to kind of get them towards that thinking about that because inevitably christians
2: it's going to be one of the big on the list even if you don't have a list it's going to be the i want to grow closer
3: to god
0: yeah right yeah so what are the practical, are the practical ways to do that mm-hmm. yeah
3: i will just say this from a biblical perspective that only only two Spiritual give uh, spiritual disciplines that the scriptures call us to do. Prayer and read the word, mm-hmm. and you could even add a third to say fellowship with other believers. Mm-hmm. But prayer and reading the word. If you pray, and if you read the Bible, <laughs> just read the Bible and then pray and ask God to help you obey and believe and. Order the affairs of your life. Understand. To
0: yes. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 Understand. Yeah.
3: It will go well with you. Trust me. It's not that complicated. Yeah. Well, it's not rocket yeah. science.
2: Here's, here's <laughs> my practical tip on that, because I know some people, like I say that until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> yeah. But some people are like, I don't like, what are the actual breakdown practical step by step? first thing that I say to people and I say to kids, that do this at our fall retreat every, every year, teach a, teach a, just a small little course on how to read your Bible. Yeah. So it's a tiny little thing on, and there's just some really simple steps. One, the first one is to realize that the Bible is not a book about you. <laughs> and this is Bingo. a phenomenal, re- like revelation for a lot of people. And it was for me It's not a book about you. So if we're going to approach scripture as what do you have for me today, God, or what does this book, book, yeah, yeah, what does this, or even what does the book say about my life and how I can grow? It's just changing your perspective to be like, right, this is a book about God. And so instead you're going to the scriptures. What can I learn about the Lord today? What can I learn about God today? And how amazing is he? How big is Mm -hmm, he? mm -hmm. How holy is he? Yeah. And when you just switch that perspective, all of a sudden those who say, I don't understand my Bible, now is like, oh, yeah. right, it's a book about God. So I'm approaching it looking, mm-hmm. how do I how do I learn about God? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is something I get out of it, not what pants should I wear today? And you open <laughs> your Bible and you point and shoot. That's another, that would be my, I'll just give it a second practical. I say, how are you going to read your Bible? Most teenagers read their Bible this way, and probably a lot of people continue to read their Bible, is the point and shoot. Like, I'm going to just open it, and the Holy Spirit is going to inspire me today with this verse. And it's Leviticus, you must go outside and shave your head and run around the tent three times. (laughs) It's like, okay, I don't understand my Bible, I'm not going to read it. Well, how would you read the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Would you pick up book number two and randomly read page 563, and then the next day pick up book one and read, like, page 30? (laughs) You are not going to understand that story if that's the way you read that trilogy (laughs) of books. The Bible is organized in books. (laughs) You should read it in books. (laughs) So there's my, yeah, read the whole book. There's intention,
0: the way it's written. So those are my two very practical. We handed out Wednesday morning yesterday, um, just a chronological Bible study guide to say if you want to go through the Bible chronologically, even because sometimes the books aren't necessarily in order either. Mm -hmm. So having that list of so, but timeline a timeline, yeah, Yeah, like the whole story of it, yeah, yeah. That's a great way. Anything Mm -hmm. else you want to add, Thalia? No, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ezra, can you pray for our listeners? Oh, yes. And then we're going to just quickly talk about driving (laughs) in the snow as the end off. That's right. Yeah, if you could pray for our listeners here.
3: Sure. Father, thank you so much for the privilege you've given us to just sit around this table and just talk a little bit. Thank you for the listeners who have been taking in some of the things you've said. Father, we, we desire to see growth. Mm-hmm. We desire to see depth. We desire to see a love and commitment um, toward Christ from everybody yeah. who bears the name of Christ yeah. in our congregation and in Abbotsford as well. Mm-hmm. So, Father, we pray in Jesus' name, would you fill us all with your spirit? Mm-hmm. Grant us a hunger, an unquenchable thirst yes. for your word, for you, mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. Pray for all our listeners, Father, you know where they hurt, you know yeah. their ups and downs, their struggles, their mm-hmm. challenges, their tears. You see them all. Mm. So, Father, I pray that you'd be merciful and gracious toward all of us. Mm. Would you be meeting our needs, yeah. Father? Meet our needs. Hear our prayers. As Christmas is fast approaching, Lord, I pray that as we celebrate and eat turkey and hang out with <laughs> family and friends, Lord, I pray that somewhere in there that, Lord, will take some time to pause and just return thanks to you for the redemption that is ours found in the work of Christ on the cross. Yeah. So, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for the privilege we've had to engage you and engage each other. We ask that you continue to open our eyes to the glory of your gospel, even as we enter 2014. Yeah. In Christ I pray.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: So, with the snow falling in the last couple of days, and some ice and other things, and just driving in general, we thought we would end our podcast just with a little bit rant about driving. And I know a few of you have pet peeves that you want so to share. Yes. So, who's first?
1: Me. Okay. Me. Uh,
2: mine is specifically about green arrow turning lanes, and when you get the green arrow, it is a <laughs> massive pet peeve of mine when the person who's on the front of the line, or even in a couple cars back, like people, you get the opportunity take it <laughs> step on the gas <laughs> and go a green arrow should get at least like four or five cars through and That's some just people one. just driving miss daisy are going 10 kilometers an hour through the intersection and you get one car through this drives my boy or they're not watching for the green light or they're
1: not watching and, oh, and you're like man, oh, the green you only have a
2: few cars get like <laughs> and so honestly sometimes i try to teach those behind me and i am like ready
1: at the line and when
2: that green arrow comes, I step on the gas. And I am through the example. intersection yeah. and honestly, there it takes the next person like seven hours to follow behind me. I'm like, okay, people, here we go. Like, I feel like I'm leading a train. Have, like, a flag like, we window. got this. Like, we got on. this. Woo-hoo. Like let's go. Because if you step on the gas, you're not gonna like all of a sudden go like one hundred kilometers an hour. You're not even gonna get up to like thirty or forty when you get to the other side. Just step Do it. on the gas.
3: Just go. Maybe it you have a standard
2: In my opinion. Okay, here's no opinion.
3: the deal. Here's the deal. So we all know the rules of stop sign. You come to a stop sign, you stop dead stop and then you let for the other people to go and you move. Now, for people who are turning right on a red light. So there is no stop sign sign there. Nope, it's sorry. a red light but you're turning right. The rules of driving say you <laughs>
1: Is That's a stop mic? sign.
3: That, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is a stop sign. So when you're turning right and the light is red, you don't roll. You stop, you look left and right and left again, and then you drive through and in. Please. Have you been squished stop. or something? Mm, <laughs> no, like I see even like you 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 you're probably so are driving Yeah, you're you're driving on the other side and the traffic coming across the street is on a red. And I'm driving through, and someone wants to literally cut me, and I'm like, what's
0: going on? That
3: is a stop sign. <laughs> it's
0: not a yield sign. It's
3: not yield. It's not roll. It is stop, look. When Ezra is coming, you wait for him to go back, and then you so come So look in.
0: for the gold car. You look for the
3: gold car. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much.
2: I apologize. With the big eyes. <laughs> yeah.
3: Otherwise, I might give you a big eye.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thalia. Any well, mine isn't driving. It's the drive-throughs. I like the Tim Hortons drive throughs but please don't order your whole meal and for everybody in your car at the drive-thru. Just get your coffee and maybe a muffin and keep going. So you mean <laughs> I can't
3: order family dinner? No. Can't
1: have like a corporate takeout like for the whole office? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. If you have a big order, go Walk in. in. <laughs> Walk
3: in for a big order, but if you're just getting coffee or water, yeah. that's fine. What
1: that's... if
2: I have to pick up dessert for my pastorate? Nope. <laughs> Walk in.
3: Walk in drive through
0: is for one or two items. Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. It's express lane. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yep. Crystal? Well, that about wraps it up for today. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy laughing at yours. Um, although we were told we were not allowed to do donuts in the Northview Church parking lot because yes. it packs down the snow. So my husband, I think he should be listening to this because <laughs> he's from Saskatchewan and every time there's snow, mm-hmm. he flicks for open parking lots to do donuts in. No,
2: that's a Canadian because, right. Yeah. Like that is a Canadian right. <laughs> and especially in BC where we don't get it. We gotta take advantage of that. Yeah, a day, a day, a year. Yeah. To do donuts.
0: So <laughs> I was not like, "That's North okay. Republic.
2: That's okay. I don't have to do donuts. I just drift all over the place." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, <just drift. laughs> I know I would crash into that bubble. Or something I know if I tried. So I don't even try. Yeah. Don't even try. Don't so even fun. Try. But that wraps it up for today. Uh, we thank you for joining us on the bonus podcast. Thanks, Ezra, for your participation.
3: I'm glad to be at the bonus. Excellent.
0: <laughs> it is a bonus. Bonus. So, we will see you in the new year. <laughs> <a> happy <laughs> resolution. Yes. See you later. See you later. Yeah.